Hey everybody, today on Rado Runs Through, it's time for some more crowd sorcery. We're going to be talking about some of the most exciting crowdfunding campaigns that are ending before our next episode airs on May 31st. But before we get started, I should let you know that today we're going to do things a little bit differently. For the sake of time and based on the feedback from you, our viewers, crowd sorcery is going to be a little bit more streamlined. Richard's still going to start by talking about the projects and the games that the channel has previously covered, but after that, I'm going to jump into a more condensed list, aka I'm only going to talk in depth about my top three campaigns. I'll be trying to keep the selection as diverse as possible, of course, but let me know in the comments if there are different types of games you want to see as well. Now, after my top three, I'm then going to jump into some more of those rapid fire honorable mentions, which will include some quick blurbs about other projects that I think are worth checking out, and then I'll pass things back to Richard for some of his final thoughts. So anyways, we hope you enjoy this new format. We're always trying to tweak things to make these videos better for you, so keep letting us know what you want to see, and we'll keep improving. So anyways, it's time for Rado to do his thing, so might I suggest some crowd sorcery. Let's get into it. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Okay, thank you, Alex. Folks, I am very excited about this new uh, approach to the show. I'll be back at the end to tell you what my number one crowdfunded game for this episode is. But right now, I've got a little bit of housekeeping to do by letting you know about Astronite's Eternity, which is just fantastic. I've already played it several times. It's going to be ending its run on the 19th. And Astronite's is a phenomenal cooperative deck-building sci-fi game that's in the vein of Guardians of the Galaxy and Firefly and uh, stuff like that. And this adds so much cool stuff, especially this campaign includes two smaller uh, expansions that you'd have to get separately and a bunch of promos as well. But um, my favorite thing about it, having played all the way through, is this has got to have one of the coolest boss fights I have ever seen in all of board gamedom. And uh, if you actually watch my run through all the way to the end, I show everything, but... I'd almost suggest not doing that because I don't want to spoil the surprise. There's a lot of fun here. Uh, Aeon's End has always been amazing. Astronites is a new worthy successor as a uh, more light, uh, streamlined spinoff. And I absolutely love it. And like I said, it ends on, what was it? The uh, Friday, the 19th of May. Okay, Alex, what are your big three? All right, thanks for all that info on Astronites, Richard, but let's not waste any time here. Here are my top three campaigns in no particular order that are ending before May 31st. Today, we're going to be starting off with a little bit of a lighter one. This one is a campaign from All Play, formerly known as BoardGameTables.com, featuring not one, not two, not three, but four unique trick-taking games called Pies, Mori, Lunar, and Bacon. It seems like we as a board gaming community are in a bit of a trick-taking renaissance, if you will, and all play is evidently looking to strike while the iron is hot. Anyways, since there are four games to talk about here, let's go one by one, and I'll try to keep it concise. 
First up is Pies. This one adds some drafting mechanics to your typical trick-taking experience where whoever wins the trick gets to choose the ingredient that they want to take and then adds it to their stockpile of pie stuff to create combos that will win you the game. Seems interesting. I love the art in the game. For some reason, there's a cute dog in it. I don't really know what that has to do with the pies, but hey, I'm not complaining. Plus, it's designed by Matthias Kramer of Watergate, uh, Glenmore, Rococo fame, so it comes with a level of pedigree as well. Number two is Mori. The interesting thing about this one is that it adds dice into the mix. When you win a trick, you gain a die and basically use it you can use it as a trump card later on in the rounds, and you really have to pay attention to the trump because each of the suits themed as spring, summer, fall, and winter, are trumped by the season that goes after them. So this one definitely seems a little bit more thinky. It's giving off major cat-in-the-box vibes for sure with the ability to decide when you follow suit. But overall, it feels really intriguing and uh, I'm really excited about this one. Plus, it's got some art from Beth Sobel, which for me is an instant buy. The next one up is Lunar. This one adds a partnership element to the trick-taking mechanic, which immediately reminds me of games like The Crew and Wicked and Wise, but you're also trying to balance out the tricks that you win, kind of like Fox in the Forest or Jekyll vs. Hyde, if you've played those. The fact that you have to have that unspoken connection with your partner on this one is sort of a quintessential element of some of the trick-taking games that I grew up on, like Euchre, for example. So I really like where this one is heading. Plus, it was designed by Masato Yusugi, who also designed Durian, which is one of my favorite Oink games, so that's a big green flag for me. Anyways, the last one is Bacon, which is another team-based one that uses some um, card shedding and rummy style mechanics that kind of remind me a lot of Scout. The scoring also intrigues me. Only the team with the player that goes out first can score in the round, but they score based on how quickly their partner can get out, so it truly is a team effort. There are lots of great combos and special moves that you can score that you can do, especially with the two wild bacon cards that you get every round. So I'm super stoked to check this one out. Anyways, the nice part about this campaign is that you can get all of these games all in one pledge if you want, or you can buy them a la carte. But if you buy them all together, you also get access to the Kickstarter exclusive upgraded bits, which all play typically does a really good job in production with. Although I have heard, I have heard that sometimes the upgraded bits have a hard time fitting into the box with the rest of the game. So if anyone from all play wants to weigh in on that one, feel free to drop a note in the comments. Personally, I could take or leave the extra bits, but the $19 price tag for each of these games, I think, is a pretty easy investment to make in this opinion. So if you're a fan of trick-taking games, but you're getting tired of the ones on your shelf and you want to get the biggest bang for your buck, then might I suggest Pies, Mori, Lunar, and Bacon in this all-play campaign, which is ending tomorrow on May 18th on Kickstarter, so make sure you get them while they're hot. All right, next one on my list, number two is Endeavor Deep Sea, which is on GameFound until May 18th. Again, now this is uh, a medium weight, right? The first one was sort of a lightweight. This one is a medium weight exploration and oceanic discovery game for one to four players that is a follow-up to the critically acclaimed Endeavor Age of Sail, which came out in 2018, which in turn is based on the original Endeavor, which came out in 
2009. In this game, you're going to be playing different missions in either the competitive, cooperative, or solo modes, where you'll be exploring the depths of the ocean, conducting research, and leading conservation projects to become the most prestigious marine institute in the world. Now, this one uses a similar system and familiar mechanics from the original Endeavor games, but it adds in some more kind of key elements that, that separate it, like modular ocean tiles, a bevy of different missions that you have to complete, and multiple game modes for all different types of gamers, which I think is a big plus. Now, the main thing that gets me excited, though, about this one is the theme. I am fascinated by what goes on in the deepest parts of the ocean, you know, and Endeavor Deep Sea feels like it really captures that in board game form. Plus, with the elements of conservation added in, I think, it, you know, it really reminds me of games like Arc Nova, for example, that, you know, there feels like when you're playing it, there's a little bit of extra purpose behind your actions that feels relevant and it feels exciting, which is always great. So as far as the campaign itself goes... One of the things that I really liked actually about this game was that the add-ons for the deluxe edition actually seem to improve the experience of the game, which I think is kind of few and far between these days. Whether it's the recessed player boards that are sturdy and, you know, it keeps all the bits from going everywhere, or it's the game trays and the individual trays that cut down on setup time, I love when a deluxified pledge isn't just for show. You know, plus the deluxe version even adds a fifth player option into the game. So everyone at your game night can join in. So, you know, I think they've unlocked a number of other stretch goals to which, you know, are really only making the game much more nice to look at, even though it's already a pretty nice looking game to begin with. So it's only going up from here. So if you always wanted to be a marine biologist or if you just want a medium weight scenario based game that has a great theme mixed with some solid mechanics, then might I suggest Endeavor Deep Sea. And like I mentioned before, this one is ending on GameFound tomorrow on the 18th as well. So make sure you get on it and check this campaign out. All right, the last one on my top three is another GameFound project. It's ending on May 25th, and this one is called Guards of Atlantis 2. Now, this one is a heavier MOBA-style video game theme game for two to six players where you're going to be playing as one of two factions attempting to advance on your opponent's base and either capture it or defeat all of their heroes before they do the same to you. Now, for those on that aren't familiar with MOBA games. MOBA stands for Multiplayer Online Battle Arena, and it is a style of video game that was popularized by other video games such as Dota, League of Legends, and even Pokemon Unite. Now that style of game is coming to the tabletop, and I'm really interested to see how it translates. Typically, I'm not a huge fan of skirmish games, or at least I'm not very well versed in them and I haven't really played a ton of miniature games either, but this one actually looks really interesting for me for a few different reasons. First, it seems like the gameplay is actually pretty straightforward. You're just choosing cards and revealing them at the same time, but I love when games include simultaneous play because it really cuts down on playtime significantly. Now, I also love that all the characters are all asymmetrical. They seem like they have some really interesting powers. I think that always lends itself to a, a great amount of replayability, which is always great. Plus, it looks like you can upgrade your character in different ways throughout the battle, which 
adds even another layer of variation to the game. So I'm excited about that. Also, I think this game does a good job of addressing sort of the quarterback issue that many cooperative and semi-cooperative games have. It reminds me a little bit of Spirit Island where everyone has a specialty and because each character is so unique, you can't really know how they're gonna accomplish the task at hand. You can only know in general, I guess, what they're good at and you need to kind of trust that they can take care of the threats. So this has that same vibe to me and I'm excited about that. But generally, I just think this game looks really cool. I talk a lot about, I talk a lot about campaigns and I talk about a huge variety of games on this channel and I'm not gonna lie, this one really has me like hovering over the pledge now button, mostly because I feel like I've never really seen a board game like this before. The unique concept combined with a fairly reasonable price tag, honestly, of 59 euros for the base game, plus the fact that there isn't really a plan for any retail release has me ready to maybe break open the piggy bank for this one. So if you spent way too many hours in League of Legends ranked and you want to try to do something a little bit more analog maybe, or if you're just looking for a fresh take on a skirmish game with some really cool components and a ton of replayability, then might I suggest Guards of Atlantis 2, which is ending on May 25th. So make sure your finances are in order by then because you do not want to miss this one. All right, that's it for my top three. I tried to give you all some variety in the weights and the themes, so let me know how I did. Anyways, let's hop into my rapid fire suggestions for some other awesome campaigns that you should check out. All right, number one is Chaigaram, which is on GameFound until May 18th. This one is a two to four player order fulfillment game where you're going to be playing as these Chai vendors trying to brew the best tea and serve the most customers. It looks fun and fairly light, but full of tense decisions. Uh, Monique and Naveen from Before You Play did a, a quick little update on it that was super helpful. You know, ultimately it's a race to the end game. So, you know, you, you kind of have that, uh, that tension there. But my favorite thing is that it's designed by an Indian Indian designer and it's published by an Indian publisher. It's kind of, I think it's very refreshing really to see a cultural theme tackled by a multicultural team. So I'm excited to see how this one turns out. Make sure to check out this campaign. It's on GameFound again until tomorrow, May 18th. So don't miss it. Next one up is Terrascape. This one is on Kickstarter until May 20th. This is a one versus many hidden movement game for two to four players. I was drawn in by this one because it reminded me a little bit of mind management, but with sort of a creepier theme. I really enjoyed mind management. That was one of my favorite games uh, of the last couple years. So definitely sort of uh, interested in that hidden movement style game. It's also feels like it's kind of capitalizing on the popularity of games like Final Girl and the rise of the horror genre in the past few years. So if you're into hackers, slashers, hauntings, and you know, or all of the above, I guess, then make sure to check out this campaign, which is on Kickstarter until May 20th. All right, moving right along. The next one is Hunters AD 1492, which is on GameFound until May 21st. Now this is a cooperative campaign game for one to four players where you're going to be playing as monster hunters, exploring the vast world and writing your own story as part of an immersive, narrative heavy experience. You know, it's definitely giving off the same vibe as a game like Destiny's, for example, but there's some really interesting item crafting mechanics in there and of course some asymmetrical player powers. So, you know, <clears throat> I feel like that sets it apart from its predecessors. 
So if you're ready to immerse yourself, I guess, in, in the newest world of fantasy, full of exciting adventures and terrifying monsters, then make sure you check out the Hunters AD 1492 campaign on GameFound until May 21st. All right, moving right along. The next one actually is not really a board game. This is the 2024 board game Mosaic Calendar, which is on Kickstarter until May 23rd. Now, obviously this isn't a board game, but it's an amazing art project featuring some of your favorite games. And it includes some really fun details that are made just for board gamers. So it's got a game log for each month and even has a 10 by 10 challenge page, which I thought was very clever. I love this. I think Catch's mosaic art is fantastic. And, you know, so if you're looking for a way to support an awesome artist in the board gaming community, and then check out this campaign, which is on Kickstarter until May 23rd. All right. Next one up is Monster Mash Grand Prix. This one's on Kickstarter until May 25th. This is a racing game with a worker placement twist for two to five players where you're going to be building these freaky monsters and racing them around the track, trying to make it to the finish line before they all fall apart. I've never played a game that includes these two mechanics together, so I'm excited to see how this one plays out. Plus, I love the monster crafting system where you have to create your monster with a different head, torso, and leg cards. I'm sure you're bound to have some pretty crazy looking creatures in this one. So if you want to see how worker placement and racing mechanics work together, or if you just want to, you know, make some wacky monsters exquisite corpse style then make sure to check out monster mash grand prix which is available on kickstarter until may 25th all right next one is called scourge of the high seas this one's on kickstarter again until may 25th this one is sort of an open world pirate themed game for three to six players i really like the art style of this one and the multiple paths to victory seem like they would accommodate a variety of different play styles which i've always you know count as a plus i'm also intrigued by sort of this diceless combat system that they mention it uses some hidden action selection mechanics which you know definitely keeps things interesting I like what this one has going for it, and to be honest, I'm surprised it doesn't have more backers. So, I would say, you know, if you're interested in the pirate theme at all, make sure to stop by their Kickstarter page, and make sure to do it before May 25th to see if the Scourge of the High Seas is right for you. Alright, moving right along, next one up is Sky Terror Horde Monolith. This one is on GameFound until May 25th. This one is a tower defense card game from 1-3 to three players that features expansion content from the original Sky Terror Horde game. Now, I've heard a lot of comparisons of this game to Magic, but I really like that you can either play this one solo or you can play it cooperatively and you're just kind of facing off against the game itself. But if you've still got that competitive streak in you, there is also a three-player mode where one player controls the horde, which feels like a fun role to play. I would be interested in that one. So if you back the original, or if you heard it was good and you want a chance to get all the Kickstarter exclusives, then check out this campaign before it ends on GameFound on May 25th. Okay, the last one here, and it's a light one. This one is called Lindy Hop, the card game, and it is on Kickstarter until May 28th. Now, this is a cooperative trick-taking game for two players where you're going to be playing as swing dance partners, trying to feel the rhythm, hit the beats of the music, and impress everyone with their dancing skills. I love the theme of this one and how the gameplay really feels super thematic. I love also that it's a two-player cooperative game. I just don't think that there are enough of those out there. I think that's such a great genre. Maybe I should do one of those. Anyways, I'm also a big fan of trick-taking games, as you know, as you saw before, and I've done a little swing dancing in my day as well. So this one's definitely right up my alley. So if this one's up your alley too, make sure to check it out on Kickstarter before May 28th. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. All right, that was quite the list. A lot of great games to check out over the next few weeks. But now, let's go back. Let's hear from the Rodfather himself about his favorite game off of this list. Okay, folks. Well, I am back, and I'm going to tell you the number one pick for me for this entire episode. There's a lot of really good stuff. I've already played Astronite's Eternity all the way through, and I love it to pieces. And uh, like uh, Alex, I was sorely, sorely tempted by uh, Endeavor Deep Sea, which looks fantastic. But at the end of the day, there can be only one. And if you made me pick, it would be Clank Legacy 2. Oh my gosh, folks. The original Clank Legacy has got to be one of the coolest Legacy games that have ever come out. Even though I had some problems with some of the way it was implemented, on the whole, my wife and I fell hard in love with it. In part because it is one of the few board games I've ever played that is literally laugh-out-loud funny at times. And um, Legacy 1 pretty much replaced my entire collection of original Clank stuff. And I had everything, but Legacy so elevated the gameplay. And now they're bringing out a sequel. It's been a while since I've got to put stickers on stuff and scratch cards, and I absolutely adore that. And like Legacy 1, after you're done, you're going to have a fully replayable standalone game where you can just keep on uh, enjoying the custom dungeons that you have made for yourself, which to me makes it so much more meaningful than just playing the regular game over and over again. It's why ultimately I got rid of all my original Clank stuff when I realized Clank Legacy 1 will give me years of replayability, and now 2 comes along. Um, And uh, if there's one thing I'm most excited about this cooperative play. Oh my gosh, I've been waiting for this forever. The whole campaign isn't co-op, but apparently there will be certain moments where, hey, we go off into co-op and have to fight bosses together using all the Clank systems. That sounds amazing to me, and I cannot wait to try it out. And then on top of that, if you want to talk about value, um, you're going to be able to get a ton of promos and upgraded bits that are all being thrown in for free during this campaign that you would have to buy separately. So even if you're a little bit more for shipping than you would if you wait for this game to ultimately come out to retail. You know, that is more than made up for by all the additional little cool bonus stuff that is getting thrown in. And yeah, a Clank Legacy, uh, it was. Uh, you know, in spite of a couple little missteps here and there, one of the best legacy experiences Jen and I ever had, and I cannot wait for the sequel. I am very excited. Honest, this would not only be my number one for this particular episode, but if you said I could only have 10 games in a given year, I would probably put Clank Legacy 2 on that short list because it's just that good. Oh yeah, Alex, uh, take us out. 
Anyways, that does it for today's episode of Crowd Sorcery. If there are any games that we missed that you're really interested in, or if you're just stoked on some of the ones we did mention, then drop us a note in the comments. As always, don't forget to subscribe to this channel and check out my channel called Might I Suggest a Game while you're at it. And if you've already subscribed to both channels, then feel free to check out some of our other recent videos so we can help you find your perfect board game. Anyways, thanks for watching. I'll see you again in two weeks. As always, I'm Alex, your board game sommelier, signing off.